0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Thursday, January the 13th, and wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's life today. I wish you God's gratitude, that you may just be grateful for the the day, grateful for the gifts, grateful for the life that you have been given today, and may you know of God's imminent proximity today to you uh, and his great love for you. So we're going to break open Mark's gospel today. Once again, sequentially, moving straight off of yesterday's gospel. And, uh, and I'll, I'll speak a little bit to what we've seen so far. I'll wait until after the gospel. But uh, what Mark is trying to present here, at least as best I can understand, uh, 2,000 years later and, and just a guy sitting in a closet doing a pod. So take all of that for what it's worth. But if you'd like to follow along, uh, we're going to be going through Mark chapter 1, verses 40 to 45. So let's break open God's word together today. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. A leper came to him and kneeling down begged him and said, if you wish, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand, touched the leper, and said to him, I do will it. Be made clean. The leprosy left him immediately, and he was made clean. Then, warning him sternly, he dismissed him at once. Then Jesus said to him, See that you tell no one anything, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them the man went away and began to publicize the whole matter. He spread the report abroad so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly. He remained outside in deserted places, and people kept coming to him from everywhere. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I don't remember when, But it was very recently, so I probably should have looked this up before we we started today. But my heavens, didn't we do this gospel last week, like this exact gospel? If we didn't do this one, we did one out of Matthew or Luke, which used the exact same writing. I mean, it's like, come on. (laughs) Okay, what do we do a pot on a week later when we already did one last week, and it was pretty much same darn one. I'm not that smart, my friends. So, two points for us to, to ponder today, and uh, ones that we've kind of been dancing around, at least the first one here. So I want to take a step back and do a 10,000-foot view, rather than just focus on this gospel with point number one, and that's this. In Mark's gospel so far, here's what we've seen. I mean, literally, this is it. We're not even out of chapter one yet. Jesus was baptized, came up out of the water. He heard the voice of God. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And he goes off into the desert to figure out what does that mean? What does it mean I'm the beloved son? And when he figures it out, when he's been there enough time, figured out what that invites him to, what his mission is, he comes back and says to anybody who will listen, the time is now. Uh, repent, turn around, think differently, see the world differently, see God's presence in the world differently. Don't, don't wait. Take advantage of the day that is given to us. And he calls people and, and calls Peter and Andrew, calls James and John, again, as examples of that, that decision of the, of the moment that, that I can't have a foot in both camps, but it's time to be hot or cold, but not lukewarm. And then he goes into a synagogue and heals a demoniac, right? And people are like, boy, this guy teaches us completely different than, than the the scribes and, and the Pharisees and the elders. He teaches with authority. And then he goes to to the mother-in-law, right? To the home of, of Simon Peter and Andrew and the mother-in-law. Peter's mother-in-law is there and he heals her. And everybody's astounded. So what do they do? They bring ev- people from everywhere, right? all over them. And he heals all afternoon so much so that he's exhausted, goes off to a, a place all of his own just to, to, to reconnect with God and to, to re-energize and revitalize. And when they say, hey, stay here, there's scores more that want to be healed. He says, nah, this gift we have to take to other people too. It's not just for this, this town. It's for everybody. And then today, Jesus again is, is going to one of those new places and a leper comes to him. Again, same leper we heard about last week, so the story doesn't change. But just putting it in that context, a leper comes to him, kneels down, and begs him, if you wish you can be, you can make me clean. And Jesus simply says, I do will it. I do will it. Be made clean. Now, on one level, again, that's so intimate and beautiful, we see, we see God and God's desire is not dysfunction. It's not illness. It's not heartbreak, it's not grief, it's not separation. It is wholeness. Which I would I would think, brothers and sisters, when we're talking wholeness, not just physically, but spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, mentally, socially, I mean the whole deal. When we're whole, I would argue that's when we are holy. When we are fully who we have been made to be. And there's only one way to be that, which is in God, right? When we are fully whole, I, I think we, we exhibit the the fullness of who God made us to be. And, and we live as those saints, as the sanctus, the, the holy ones, the, the sainted ones the whole ones. But my point here from the 10,000-point view level, and, and just what I want us to to ponder, and, and, and I think what we're going to continue to see in Mark's gospel. You know, um, each of the gospels, the, the uh, evangelists have a, a creature that is their, their, uh, personification or something, revelation that the four creatures are on the throne. And, and we've assigned one of those to each of the, uh, each of the, uh, evangelists and Luke or excuse me, uh, Mark, uh, Mark is that lion. Mark is, is the one that is uh, all again. I won't say on the attack because that sounds aggressive but in a sense that, that that's real. That, and that's what Mark is trying to show us in that, brothers and sisters, the kingdom of God is among us and we need to act on its behalf now, not later. Our God desires our wholeness, not just our individual wholeness. He, he desires the wholeness of the community. He desires the wholeness of, of the country desires the wholeness of the world, so what are we doing on behalf of that wholeness? You know, we can sit here and say, "Oh, you know, the Black Lives Matter uh, movement." Boy, I, I'm I'm nervous about that because some say it's it's of Marxist origins, or or you know, it's it's going to invite us to to downgrade the the family or whatever it is that the uh, objections are to it. And and truth be told. I don't, I don't know. But here's what I do know. That black lives do matter. And and even if that movement is not 100% pure, but rather it's like ivory and it's 99.7% pure, can we move with the 99%? Are we going to let 1% of the things that we don't agree with it to keep us away from saying, how do we stand with everyone on the side of justice in order to attack that which is unjust would jesus sit in the sidelines and quibble i don't think so now you can be mad at me about that but i'm simply trying to point out the gospel how do we deal with jesus the lion who sees injustice who sees less than wholeness who sees dysfunction and takes the fight to it. Brothers and sisters, we are not made to be shrinking violets. We are made to be in the battle. When we were confirmed, many of us got slapped in the face, and we could say, well, that's an odd old relic. But the idea is, and, and maybe conveyed poorly. I'm not, I'm not, you know, saying let's sign up and do this again. But the idea is... You're in a battle. And the Jesus of Mark's gospel is in a battle. Are we ready to be in a battle? Because, brothers and sisters, we're called to it. We're called to it. And we do our best to make it as pure and as just a battle as possible. But we don't quibble on the sidelines and wait for a better one to come. The battles are in front of us. How do we do them? Second point, and the point is this. Um, so Jesus is, is encountered by this leper. He comes to him and he kneels in front of him and begs him. And that beautiful interchange, if you wish, you can make me clean. Jesus says, I do will it be made clean because, again, uh, the, the will of God is, is fullness, function, wholeness. But in between, there's a wonderful line. Moved with pity. Our God is moved with pity at our situation. Again, this is not just a human being. I mean, this is, this is the fullness of God. And that God is moved with pity at our situation. And he stretches out his hand and touches the leper. You know, my friends, this pandemic has been hard. It's been hard because we've been socially distant um, from one another. And I talked about that in an early episode, whether it was this week or last, I can't recall. Um, And we're made social beings. We're not meant to be distant. We're meant to be in community. Um, Let's that's how we're called. That's how we are invited to, uh, to move. It's how we're invited to, to love. Uh, it's, as my friend Father Roger used to say, and I'm sure still does, salvation is realized in community in how we love one another and allow ourselves to be loved in all of our imperfections. But one of the things this darn pandemic has done not only separating us, you know, and, and again, understand why I, I I do I understand why. But not only are we are we uh, in community as as often or as strongly as we were, but that element of touch. I mean, my goodness, at mass, I don't even know whether to shake the hands of those people around me, much less hug them. Because I don't know where people stand. But my friends. There's a healing aspect to touch. You don't need to hear that from me. You've known it all your lives. Even if we, we you know, and I can't cite a study right now uh, that, that shows it, but I do know this. I know babies that are, are nurtured and held and gazed upon uh, grow up to be more well-adapted, functional than ones who are not. And, and I guess what I'm advocating here is how can we reach out and, and make sure others in our lives today know that we are with them, that we gaze upon them. And yes, not just gazing from six feet, but how can we use that healing aspect of touch? One of the things I get to do now, which is a privilege in my role as as spiritual care and hospice, is I get to sit with the elderly. And one of my favorite things to do is is when they're lying in bed is just to take their hand and caress it or caress their hair as I talk to them and pray with them. Brothers and sisters, we are, are physical beings. And it's good To have physical touch. Whether that is a kiss on the cheek. Whether that is a caressing of a hand. Whether that's a touching of a leper. Whether that is a caressing of hair. Whether that is is an embrace. We are are meant for this. And may we be those lions today. uh, Who are simply taking this fight to a world that is distanced and maybe that fight simply looks like not staying distant but embracing one another on the journey now lest you think i'm anti-covid i'm not we have to do this in the midst of this darn you know omicron uh we have to do this judiciously and (laughs) temperately so as i speak out of both sides of my mouth But how do we temperately and judiciously and prudently engage with those around us? My goodness, that's plenty on a a gospel that we just had the other day. In fact, maybe too much. Here you go. So let's pray, my friends. And so we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fourth glorious mystery. Uh, Mary is assumed body and soul into heaven. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, bless you. Have a wonderful Thursday. And I look forward to us breaking open more of God's Word together again tomorrow. God's peace.